Okay, Coach Belichick has joined us. Uh, we'll open up with a quick comment, and then I'll take your questions. Go ahead, Coach. Uh, right. Well, we uh, I think since we last saw you, um, you know, just continuing to work through, uh, you know, grind through it here day by day this spring, and um, you know, we've gotten a lot of teaching in. Continue to do that. Um, you know, just trying to progress a little bit each day in terms of um, not really situational football, but you know, starting to get into more of football instead of just you know drills and and fundamentals and that kind of thing of course it's all it's all tied together but just trying to move forward a little bit each day with um you know things that relate to uh specific situations and and so forth and um so we've you know obviously got a long way to go but um making progress day by day and and uh, continue to you know spend time with our corrections after practice and a little bit of new installation for the following day uh, or whenever the next session is and so forth. Um, but um, had some you know, good, good warm weather out there, uh, good Boston weather the last couple of weeks. And so that's, I think, helped us a little bit too with our just overall conditioning and um, you know, ability to go out there and, and uh, you know, run around and, and improve our, our fundamentals and, and uh, and time on the field and, you know, quality of time on the field. So um, whatever we get, we get, but uh, that's that's been good. And so just try to keep, keep stringing these days together. And uh, as we kind of head towards the finish line here and uh, do as much as we can to uh, teach and instruct uh, our players and our team uh, to be in position to you know, get off to a good start in training camp. So that's, uh, yeah, that's where we are today here, June 10th. <laughs> Uh, and just a reminder to unmute yourself when you come on, turn your camera on. Uh, we'll start with Joe Chiata, followed by Mike Reese. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good. Good, Joe. How's it going? Good, good. Just uh, first question about Cam. Um, I know he left last week. Um, do you have an injury update on it? Is he out there, and how is he progressing from that hand injury that he suffered last Friday? Uh, yeah, he, he's doing all right. Um, he won't participate today, but... You know, he's, he's getting better. So nothing serious? Uh, no. Well, he's not out there, so, but he'll, 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 I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Next question, Mike Reese, followed by Ben Vole. Hey, Bill, um, when Cam isn't out there, um, how does that change the division of what you do when you have four and go down to three? Does that put more on the plate of, one guy, two guys, how do you do that? Uh, yeah, well, it just gives everybody more opportunities. So um, a lot of the drills that we did are, are two-spot drills. So that's two and two. When you have four, if it's a two-spot drill and you have three, then, you know, there's there's one person in one spot and two in the other spot. Uh, but, you know, Josh does a good job of, of working that out and depending on what we're doing and, uh, what each individual player needs and so forth of trying to get the right, you know, the right amount of work to the guys, uh, however it breaks down. So uh, he's he's got a lot of experience doing that. Josh does a great job of of getting everybody prepared, and and uh, that can come in a variety of ways, from meetings to walkthroughs to practice reps to um, how he splits them up in individual drills and so forth. So there's there's a lot of different opportunities and 
Um, you know, he, he, he's done it um, very well and continues to do that. So, you know, we've talked about it, but, you know, individually he's the one who has to, you know, really make those decisions, and, and he does a great job of it. And um, specific to, to Mac, just in this teaching-based setting, how, how are you observing how he's picking up what you're teaching? Uh, well, I think everybody's is coming along. Um, again, there's a lot of a lot of teaching, a lot of instruction for any player that hasn't been in this system, and uh, there's plenty for the ones that have. But you know, they're they're all working at it. Max working at it, just like everybody else. And you know, there's there's a lot for all these guys to learn and absorb, and it just keeps piling up each day. But you know, as a group, they've they've worked hard and. We're making progress, so we're certainly not anywhere near where we need to be, but we're further ahead than we were uh, yesterday or the day before or last week, and so you know things are moving in the right direction. Uh, next question, Ben Volen, followed by Chris Ryan. Uh, good morning, Bill. Hey, Ben. I uh, wanted to ask you about Jared Stidham. Uh, he started the offseason as the only quarterback, and then he's seen the team add Cam Newton, Mac Jones, now Brian Hoyer. Uh, NFL teams usually don't keep four quarterbacks, so that probably means someone's going to be on the outside looking in. Uh, how do you think Jarrett's handled the, himself in the competition, handled just being in uh, having that, a group that size? And uh, do you still have an open mind about Jarrett Stidham and, um, and his future with the team? Right. Well, the three quarterbacks that were here last year are still here, and, and we drafted Max, so, uh, you know. That, that is what it is. There's competition at every position. Um, and really, I think, you know, any good professional player, any good football player has basically the same mindset, and that's to go out and and improve, you know, each indivi his individual performance and, uh, you know, go out there and perform as well as he can. And you can't control what anybody else does. Uh, you can control what you do, and you can control your preparation and, and your attitude and your performance, and that's what you go out and do. That's what that's what every player does or should do. And you know, Jarrett's done that, and you know, I'd say so is really pretty much everybody else on the team. Um, that's all you can't control. So go out there and do it. Next question, Chris Ryan, followed by Andrew Callahan. Morning, Bill. Uh, whether it's with Mac or with any of the rookies coming in, how important in your view is this time period, the OTAs and the minicamp to get them up to speed? And how do you determine whether or not they are picking up what you want to pick up or how do you evaluate, you know, if you're putting too much on them, et cetera, during this time period in which they're trying to grow? Yeah, well, we, we it's hard to, uh... It's hard to set up a teaching schedule for you know an individual player. Um, you know, you set up your your teaching in, installation in a in a progressive way, a, you know, a pyramiding way, so that you you know lay a strong foundation and um, you know build up from there. Uh, you build up for the entire team. Uh, you can't just you know say gear towards one guy or gear towards another guy. Um, some players you know, are going to be at the right pace. Some players are going to be a little behind that pace. Some players with experience may be a little ahead of that pace. Uh, and then each position coach can kind of tailor that to the individual that 
he's working with and where they are in that progression. Um, so uh, guys that have less experience or are behind for whatever reason, uh, then you, know, you try to the position coach and and sometimes other veteran players will try to you know help that that person uh, with additional film time or classroom time or whatever it is. Um, particularly if a player's not on the field practicing, if he's on the field practicing, then you know he's able to use those practice reps to work on whether it's an individual fundamental skill or um, a team concept, um, a, the execution of a play and, and uh, that type of thing. Uh, so there are a lot of different, there are a lot of different ways that a player learns and progresses and uh, for some players that are advanced, um, a lot of times you take them and work on something that's very specific to what they do that maybe the other players at that position don't do and um, and try to work on some, on things that would really help them uh, and improve their play that we may not get to for a while. Um, but if they can improve their individual skill, then when we come to those those plays and those techniques, they'll be more proficient at them. So uh, there's a general overall, you know, learning progression and structure uh, that gets modified for each individual by the position coach and ultimately try to put the player in a position where he can go out and compete and practice and, and show us what he can do and then that can lead if that's done well and done um, at a high enough level, then that would give the player an opportunity to compete in preseason or, you know, game situations. Um, some players, for whatever reason, may not practice as well as they play. Some players may not play as well as they practice. Um, practice and games aren't the same. Um, I mean, there's a degree of carryover, certainly, but some players play and react and 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 take the, and are able to utilize the physical nature of football uh, to change or improve their performance differently than what you see in a practice setting. So it all adds up. It all it all helps the players' progression. The evaluation ultimately comes in in competitive situations and we're not really in those yet um in fact we're quite a ways from them so guys will go out and they'll like all of us would do first time you do something make a mistake not do it correctly learn from it uh go out and maybe pretty good at it um, so it's hard to evaluate people off of just you know one or two opportunities of of doing something um but over time, that accumulates, and the more information you have, the more opportunities you have to evaluate how a player is doing, how he's progressing, whether he's leveling off, whether he's, um, his improvement is spiking or maybe gradually inclining, then you know, the more time you have, the more better chance you have of being right on those evaluations. Uh, and then, of course, there's a lot of other factors that come into it as well uh, that could be relevant. So. We're not really in the evaluation process at this moment. We're in the teaching and trying to get the team to a point where we can compete 
against each other and in preseason against um, our preseason opponents or joint practices or whatever the case might be. Uh, and then we'll, th those will be the, the real evaluation periods. Thanks. Next question, yeah, you're Andrew, Cal Andrew Calhan, followed by Doug Kite. Hey, good morning, Bill. Andrew. Um, so Ron Rivera mentioned the other day that he had brought in what he called a vaccine expert to speak with some of his players who were concerned about the vaccine or wanted more information. And I know you're not concerned with what any other team in the league is doing. Uh, so I get that. But I'm curious, understanding that how much of your roster is vaccinated can and will affect how you meet during the regular season, perhaps provide a competitive advantage for certain teams. You know, have you brought in someone who could be described as a vaccine expert to speak to your players? And if not, um, do you plan to do so? Well, I mean, first of all, we'll comply with whatever the whatever the NFL policies and, and rules are as it relates to all that. Um, so that's all out of our hands, out of my hands. Um, every team will, will deal with that. Um, I don't think there are teams that have done any more than we have um, in this area. So I, I feel like our players uh, are informed and have the opportunity to um, be informed. Um, so I'm I'm pretty comfortable with you know what we do for our, what we what uh, the organization, Mr. Kraft, and uh, the, our training medical staff. Um, what, what we've done for everybody here. Um, but there's always new information. There's always updates. Um, situations change, sometimes expectedly, sometimes unexpectedly. And we'll, we'll always keep everyone informed and, and make decisions that are best for individuals and for the football team, um, whether it be this specific situation or any others that would be similar to it. That's how we've always done it. I can't imagine that would ever change. I, I feel like we're on top of it and we're in front of it. And we'll be compliant with whatever uh, rules or guidelines uh, were given by the league. And to some degree the state, but there's, you know, when, when those two don't align perfectly, then, you know, we're bound by league guidelines. Next question, Doug Kine, followed by Chris Gasper. Good morning, Bill. Uh, you referenced joint practices in your previous answer. Is there anything set up so far for the summer? Well, I think that's a possibility. You know, we'll see how it goes. And it looks like you guys, you guys have competition pretty much across the wide receiver position. Uh, how do you feel about your depth at that position? And what have you seen from some of the young guys like Trey Nixon and Isaiah Zuber so far this spring? Right. Again, that, uh, you know, Doug, that, that answer is really the same for all players in all positions. Um, a lot of teaching, a lot of instruction. Um, we haven't really had competitive practices. We're, that's not what we're doing now. Um, we're working against each other, but those are very much working conditions as opposed to highly competitive situations. So we'll see how the competition turns out uh, when guys actually have an opportunity to do that. Uh, but as far as learning and progressing, and if they're on the team, uh, then they're, they're working. 
to whatever capacity they they can. Um, they're hopefully improving, and hopefully they're putting themselves in a position to engage in that competition when they get the opportunity. So we'll see how all that turns out. Um, you know, and depth's all relative. That's you know, depth in June and depth in November. I mean, that's. <laughs> It's, it's two different conversations. So um, I don't know what I don't know what depth is or isn't. That that changes pretty pretty quickly in this league. Um, we always try to have as competitive a roster as we can at whatever point we're at. Uh, but until we have any regular season comp competitive games, um, you know, there's certainly an opportunity for that to change at any or every position. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. Thank you. Last question, Chris Gasper. Hey, Bill, I hope this finds you well. Um, I just wanted to ask you, the NFLPA obviously has given some guidance to players to stay away from these OTA sessions. There are some teams that have negotiated with the coaching staff to change some of the things that are normally done. Miami, for example, wearing sandals. Has anything changed for you and your coaches during these OTAs in terms of on-field approach or protocols or the schedule based on conversations you've had with your, your players who are following NFLPA guidance? Yeah, I think we have a good line of communication with uh, our players and the players' um, representatives, um, whatever that happens to be. So, again, we'll continue to do what we feel is best for our team um, and the players. And again, it's, it's all voluntary. So some players are here, some players aren't. Um, and that's, you know, that's the way it's set up. Uh, I don't have any problem with that. That's, you know, all the teams are under the same guidelines. So um, we'll do what we feel is best for our team. I'm sure every other team will do the same thing. And that's, no, really, that's about the way it goes.